Yes, three seconds before we go live. Yeah, right. He does that all the time. And once again with the soft open. Hello, sports fans, Goon Squad. Geeks and geek fans alike. Welcome back. This is my brother's an idiot. Yes. It is that collection of goons, nerds, buffoons, and whatever else you want to call us talking about whatever the hell we want. And it's fun, and we're damn glad you're here. We appreciate you joining us. My name is Matt. I'm the king of the goons. Let me kick you around the rest of the squad. First, my co-brother-in-law, the newest of the goons, Tank, in the Extreme Southern Command. What is going on? Just getting ready for this weekend. Busy as hell, but... Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. Doing better. Yeah, Wondering who the hell our coach is going to be. <laughs> we'll also talk about that. <laughs> Something tells me about three quarters of this podcast <laughs> being coached up yeah. the way we go. <laughs> and you can hear him, hear him chuckling in the background. He is the Guldagoon. He is the man we've named the podcast after the Kaiser, the Baron, the one with the hair. I summon him. My brother, the idiot, Mark. And I am here. Um, you can't see it in the background because uh, of the bit lighting's kind of weird. Um, but oh god, that, Mo, made, it so that made it worse, dude. That made it worse. <laughs> I'll, I'll change the lighting here in a bit. But uh, uh, Mo from You Deserve Art saved me another piece of Marty Michael Moore. Uh, this one's an Emperor Strikes Back poster, so it's pretty dope. So I have the um, Way of the Samurai, which is the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Japanese title of Return of the Jedi. And then The Empire Strikes Back, which is so, very. My question is, are you going to have any wall space left by the end of 2023? Dude, no, we actually put a um, you should see it. We actually put all of the art up now. And uh, we put a moratorium on buying art for a while. There's we'll very we'll see how space. well that goes. I have a pile I know. of art like right <laughs> over there. Yeah. We 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 ha- we've gone two weeks without buying art. So all right. <laughs> well, you know, it's the first step. Yeah, we've admitted we have a problem. Yep. <laughs> first first thing you do when you find yourself at the bottom of a hole is stop digging. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, we love Mo over at uh, You Deserve Art. Yeah, absolutely. We will sing his praises to the highest every single time we get a chance. Good to see you, bud. Good to see you. Good All to right. see you, Hank. Let see you us... tomorrow, too. Yeah, there you go. Let's fire off and start talking. First, we need to talk about the battle of the garbage mascots. We are into round two, gentlemen. So, Let's get so excited. Is this like the quarterfinals? Yes, this is the quarters. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is like uh, the, the first round of the first round of the quarters, right? This yeah. Is what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. The round of eight, and we've got uh, two matchups to talk about. Uh, these are the worst matchups that have moved on from round one. First, we'll talk about the Jazz and the Lakers. Both terrible terrible mascots that make absolutely no sense and it actually worked out because geographically they made sense where they were before <laughs> and now they make this is perfect actually zero yeah. sense. i did not they... plan that <laughs> no. but in the beginning of perfect. basketball there's the line where they say 
you know, the, the Lakers move to LA where there are no lakes and the jazz move to Utah where they don't allow music. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that ended up perfectly. Yeah. You know, that right? really worked we pretty well. Placed mascots. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, we'll start with you. Jazz versus Lakers. What's your pick? Um, I know I don't prepare much for this show. I, I generally try to keep my work on this show. I mean, I do some stuff, you know, in the off time, but I never look at the agenda for the episode until like the hour or hour and a half before the episode. This is an all-time record. I opened this thing, what, like five minutes before we started? <laughs> so I haven't really had a chance to think about it. That being said, um, I'm going to say that the Jazz is a worse mascot because there's no jazz music in Utah. And I don't know what a laker is, but you could say it's like a lake trout. And lake trout can get pretty big and eat a lot of really small fish and um, some medium-sized fish too. So they could be kind of, you know, interesting. Whereas jazz in Utah, um, just not a not a thing. All right, Mark's vote is for the jazz. Tank, you're up. Man, um... You brought up a really good question. What is a Laker? I don't know how we didn't cover that the last time we talked about this. Right? You just someone who works on a lake. It was just bad. It was yeah. just bad. Was in LA? Yeah. In Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> North land of a thousand lakes, not Los Angeles. Yeah. Correct. Um. Yeah, jazz is worse, just because. You can drown someone in a lake, at least, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Fair. Absolutely fair. All right. I don't even need to make a vote because it's 2-0 already, and it doesn't matter what I think. Uh, what is it? The but jazz, we want to know what you think. I was going to say the Jazz, even though I hate the Lakers. It, it, yeah. The Utah Jazz. Stupid. Yeah. That's a dumb name. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. It's yeah. dumb. And I hate the jazz too. So that I don't feel bad about it. It doesn't help. Good. Yeah. Right. Doesn't help. All right. So jazz moves on into the semis, our next matchup. And this is another one that worked out funnily or amusingly, Man. right? And this is funnily a geographic battle. We have the Battle of New York, the Knickerbockers and the Nets. Holy smokes. It's still the Always be the New Jersey Nets to me. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, aren't they in New Jersey? But I guess they are. In and I don't know Brooklyn if we talked now. about this when we talked about the Nets, but <clears throat> that court that they play on has got to be the worst color of a basketball court. Oh God, it is awful. It's like dull, matted, brownish, grayish, and it just makes everyone that's standing on it look like a freaking NBA jam character yes that's it, exactly it, what i was gonna say it looks like nba jam 98 yeah he looked, he's, he's on fire yeah. <laughs> way down waiting waiting for arvita sabonis to pop out <laughs> right. that was the only i would go with portland and run with uh who was it uh i can't remember who their point guard was back in 98 i, I i'm sure it's gonna kill me when i figure it out mm -hmm. but their point guard and arvita sabonis i used to just fucking crush people with that lineup just stand under the hoop with arvita sabonis 
You should be able to do that in the original version in 93 or nine. Yeah, it was 92 or 93 with uh, Dikembe. It was Dikembe and Chris Jackson at the time. Oh, my God. Chris Jackson. And, and you could just stand there as Dikembe and just block shots yeah. right in front of the rim. <laughs> I got so many bottles of beer thrown at my head for that the old fraternity house. <laughs> any rate, Tank, we'll start with you first. Knickerbockers and Nets. Which is worse, friend? Um, I guess I'm more afraid of pants. <laughs> I've <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> myself up once. Never been caught in a net because I'm not a fish. So I'm I think push. we just named it. Tank is afraid of pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More than I'm net, with you though. though. I'm I'm totally with you on it. I mean. <laughs> You and I both get made fun of a lot over at the farm for not wearing pants ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're both incredibly stupid. That's the problem. I, oh God, I'm going to go with the Knicks is worse because at least the Nets is basketball related. Pants. Solid argument. Pants. The New York pants is not a scary <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> The New York pants. That's, that's a dumb thing. It's the Staten, <laughs> the Staten Island Pantaloons. Exactly. <laughs> Such a dumbass name. All right. Tank says the Knicks. Mark, what's your call? It's the Times Square. Uh, what are what are they called? Slacks. 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 Uh, Nit, I'm gonna go with the old. Um, you know, you, you watch all these old movies with gladiators and they have like tridents and spears and swords and shields. And there's always some fucking idiot out there running around with a goddamn net. And so <laughs> it's got to be a weapon, right? Look at, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's in every single movie. There's these guys and there's one fucking asshole with like a net. He's like, what is he going to do with the motherfucking net, man? Like. <laughs> That is the least intimidating thing. Like, that guy's dead. You get stuck with a net, you're fucking toast, right? But it's got to be a weapon. So I'm going to go with Tank and say that the pants are worse because I also agree I don't like pants. I have an anti-pants propaganda uh, agenda going on right now. But nets can be used in the field of battle, so that's slightly scarier, even though it's the worst weapon on the field of battle. I was going to say the same thing for almost the same reason, except I'm going to get way more obscure with my movie reference. So there's a scene in one of the funniest movies of the early I knew 2000s. you were going to say that. <laughs> Kung I know Pao exactly where you're going. And they throw <laughs> that little six by six net at his face. And he goes, ah! <laughs> he's caught by the net. <clears throat> Like, oh, I knew you were somebody. Somebody. <laughs> It was either that reference or you're going to go with History of the World Part 1 where they're in the, the Roman and he's got the net and he's swinging mm -hmm. it around. Yep. <laughs> was it Gregory Hines has the yep. net? <laughs> I that, forgot about the That scene with that one foot square net just kills me every time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Little inside baseball. I will always share... Kung Pao TikToks with Mark because yeah. <laughs> they're hysterical. <laughs> Have you, Tank, you've seen that movie, right? Oh, yes. Way, way, way back. Well. <sighs> okay. 
That's yeah, one of our favorites. A yeah. ridiculous movie. And the, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. That, that's the one only part get, of. I quote that almost every day. Come the only part of that movie that I don't like is the dumb cow, but the rest of that movie is fucking brilliant. Yeah. The, the cow, part of the cow scene is good. Um, yeah. Part of it's dumb. Um, the, 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 the very end with the, the stupid pyramid ships is kind of dumb, but the yeah, whole thing doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed to be intelligent, but it's come, let's go get the Neosporin. <laughs> come inside. I'll get the Neosporin. Neo Sporin Oh my god. Before this gets too dramatic, we're gonna just go right off into Kung Pao Hell. All right. All right. So 12 minutes in, we've managed to derail ourselves three times. Good job, guys. All right, so the jazz. The Jazz and the Knicks move on into the semis. We'll be back in two weeks with the other side of the bracket. Good job, fellas. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. All right, little local news that bleeds into the national side. And, uh, Mark, I am going to start with you here. So the Hall of Fame voting was released yesterday for uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, Scott Rowland made it. Nobody else did. Help me, Mark, make sense of why Todd Helton is not in the Hall of Fame. I, I just, I just don't I, understand. Hi, Ghost of Sarah. Um, of Sarah. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. I can't make sense of it. I, I love all things baseball. You guys know that. I'm kind of the baseball nerd of the cast. But um, I really, really have a problem with the baseball writers of America being in charge of the Hall of Fame because it becomes a pissing match and it becomes very, very personal. Um, I don't understand why Todd Helton's not in there. The only thing I can think of is they're sort of wrapping him into the whole steroids era, even though he was never caught, never, ever caught. Uh, and plus he played in Colorado, which has never been good. So that's those are the only two things I can think of. Uh, but I am not a baseball writer, nor would I ever be um so fuck those guys like he missed it by what like 10 votes 11 it was yeah, yeah it was, like that. It was 71 percent. he needed yeah. 75 he needed 75 he got 72.2 yeah. fucking is. stupid man yeah. it's so fucking stupid yeah. and not Baseball just all writers suck it ruins the game he wasn't the only one on that list that just got bodied for no reason you know <clears throat> you're 100 percent right it's bullshit that these anonymous d bags get to vote on who goes into the hall of fame based on whatever they think is hall of fame worthy and the fact that they put Roland in and fred mcgriff got in earlier this year which he definitely deserved yeah crime dog. but the fact that they left out help they left out billy Again. wagner they left yeah. out gary sheffield they left out carlos beltran and i'm like what she- sheffield sheffield got doing? left off because of his ties to new york and the steroid stuff i know but he- and the other the big reason why he got left off is because he's an asshole thing in the world it, it, it is the so stupidest stupid. thing in the world and it's we had this thing very conversation and it's the same thing that happened last year. And and I I, I ranted about this last year. I'm going to rant about it again. If the Here guy, we go. if the guy, do you need the, do you need the music? Fame, right, I know. Where, Don't where's dip, dip. even Don't get, get started. started. 
if a guy <laughs> belongs in the Hall of Fame, put him in the Hall of Fame. And there are two problems that I have with this. And, and one of them, Tank, you touched on with the steroids. It was the era. That's how it worked, right? That the, everyone was on the juice Almost except for his juice stuff. Right, right. The only person in that era who we can point to and definitely say was not on the juice and was a was fantastic play, Ken Griffey Jr. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't hold the era against him because that's the way baseball was. Baseball has always had a culture of cheating. That's what happens and they were all cheating they were all doing it dear god they had a pitcher who has ties to boston and new york who they kept off and he was on the juice too i'm not done i'm gonna come to you in a minute hold on just a second yeah, we got I'm, some, just, I'm gonna i'm gonna lose that train of thought i'm so I'm, I'm, I'm just getting rolling i'll remember it because i agree with you i want to get into that one too okay the other thing is <clears throat> the hall of fame this hall of fame voting release yesterday is a symptom of the overall problem. And it's the biggest problem I have with baseball. Baseball is dominated by the stuffed shirt. And these folks, the purists can't get out of their own way and will not allow the game to one evolve to get better. I mean, dear God, they're going to get rid of the shift. Okay. How about the batter learns how to flip and bunt? Or slap the ball the other way. You're going to get rid of the one thing that they've done from a strategic standpoint that's radically different. Because you can't really do much in baseball from a strategy standpoint. It's numbers. It's where you pitch the ball. They came up with a strategy that actually changes the game. You know what? Fucking adapt. Butt the ball down the third baseline. That'll put a stop to the shift really freaking quick, won't it? Yes, yes, it absolutely will. But no, we don't like the shift because that doesn't let... Shut up. Just shut up and allow the game to evolve. It's not the same as it was in 1920. You know what? There were a whole bunch of really good athletes in 1920 who couldn't even play Major League Baseball. Do we hold that against those guys who played then? No, we don't. They weren't playing against the best athletes in the world. They were playing against the best white guys in the world. It's ridiculous, and it, I'm off my soapbox. What was the thing well, you guys wanted to get into? Well, if you, you know, to fall on that sword on, again, notoriously, especially in that era with you know the with Babe Ruth, they were coked up constantly. That had no impact on their ability to. <laughs> Messing around with the ball, they were they were on pills, they were on drugs, they were on all this stuff. And it's like, okay, so the steroid guys are the ones that are the issue. As if the steroids didn't exist from I don't know, 1950 to you know, 1990. There was no steroids there, just they were all clean the whole time. No, they were on amphetamines in the 60s and 70s, they were on coke in the 80s. I mean, dear God, look at the Mets in the 80s. Jesus God almighty. That yeah, was a scarface level also- event. There was there was also a lot, you know, before that too. You had the Black Sox and all that kind of stuff too. So oh, it was yeah. different. And Pete Rose, the cheating scandal there. My cheating my whole cheating. point was you you said something that kind of irked me where you said baseball uh has a history of cheating. Yeah, that's true. 
all sports have a history of bending the rules, cheating. You know, you look at the Olympics, you look at football, you look at all those sports. Now, baseball is the only sport that retroactively has anger towards its past um, where they, you know, go after these guys constantly. Look at Pete Rose. He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame because they're angry about something that happened 50 years ago. You look at the steroids guys. That That's not the case in football. Lance Armstrong is still considered one of the best, you know, even though he got his title stripped away from him, he's still making money off of, you know, all these different things. And he's still considered one of the greatest cyclers of all time. These guys in baseball are retroactively holding themselves or retroactively holding these guys accountable for something that these guys even knew was going on because they were in the locker room every day. But now there's outrage about it because it's after the fact and now it's illegal. That's the difference. All sports have cheating and it's a big deal in all I, sports. I didn't, I didn't say that they that all sports don't cheat. I said baseball has a culture of cheating. It's that, I would say that that's sports in general. No, I don't think that it is. I think there's a difference between what happens in baseball with – and it, you can look at Ty Cobb sharpening his spikes and every way they can feel of figure out a way to steal signs. It, it is more pronounced I think in baseball that, I think culturally that that happens, than it is. No, I think it's I think it happens in every single sport. It's it's more pronounced <clears> culturally <throat> because we talk about it retroactively and then we get angry about it and then they change the rules and then say those guys were cheaters back then. Well, look what um, happened to Houston. That's, right, that's not long ago. And right. the commissioner and, literally said, "Oh, who cares?" But they, they I mean, it's they just they, a trophy. Who cares? But, it's like, but okay, you if look you're going to have the, that mindset, then you don't get to yeah. fuck all these people out, right? You're but, have the mindset but I'm of, saying that okay. that kind of shit happens in the NFL. There's taping mm -hmm. scandals and people watching practices and that kind of stuff. It's prevalent in every sport. It's not just baseball that does this. It happens everywhere. Mm -hmm. My, you're you're directing the point. The point is, it, there's a ingrained culture in baseball, and to your point, they hold it against them for no yes. fucking reason. It's the right. it's the game. It's how it works, right? Right. It, it just how it works. They cheat. They find ways to cheat. Hello, Houston. Yeah, as if the pitchers haven't for uh, you know. 60, 70 years been they're still doing it different shit on the balls just to make yeah. it spin differently or spin right. faster well, or that that happens know. in every sport too. Look at the flaceline Bardall. But it was a very widely <laughs> let's let's go ahead and say it honestly. It was accepted for a long time. Correct. And that's the that's the difference. That's yeah. the difference is in the NFL they found out about it and they got rid of it, but it was accepted as well in the NFL that mm. everyone had DF different PSIs for their footballs. Everyone scuffed their footballs differently. It's the same thing in all the sports, you know. Mm -hmm. You in hockey you have a guy uh, unfortunately are the guy is now averaging 20 minutes a, a game, yeah, but every every team has one of, of us <laughs> or you, Matt, or one of one of us who has no business being on skates and a fucking stick is keeping them upright, and they're just going out punching people out. That's not part of the rules, right? They get ejected when that shit happens. It's it, cheating is in every sport. To say that baseball is just they're the cheating ones is kind of mindless to say that mm -hmm. kind of thing because everyone says it. That that was my whole point is it's not just baseball. Don't oh. do, don't just throw baseball under the bus. Every sport does it. No, there's cheaters in every we're sport. Talking, we're talking cheaters. about baseball, and we're talking about the why it's an issue. 
right? Don't don't deflect and don't bring up my boy Curtis, right? The goon. Oh, I'm in going hockey. to. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> of course, he's terrible. What? That's not my point. The, the, <laughs> the difference is when when everyone's cheating in all these other sports, they change the rules and move on. When baseball happens, they cheat. They cheat. They try to fix the rules and then they dwell on the past and get rid of admonish those people. You know, like Bill Romanowski. Everyone still loves Bill Romanowski, but that guy was one of the biggest cheats there was. I don't oh, know about God. that. There's, uh, you're going to get about a 50-50 split of people who love him or hate him. I mean, there were people when on his own team who couldn't for stand him. Denver, when he played for Denver, Denver loved him. All of them. Correct. Yeah. So, no, Denver, Denver loved him. What about the yeah. people in the locker room? That locker room was oh. split in there, especially yeah. after he spit in, um, oh, what's his name's face? That almost yeah, tore that bad. team to pieces. Yeah. Almost here's tore it to thing, pieces. Though. Here's the thing, though, is we all look back at Bill Romanowski as a person you love to hate. You don't look back on him and say, what a fucking cheater. I hate that guy. I'd, I'd piss in his Cheerios. But these baseball writers are doing that. They're pissing in people's Cheerios. Again, well, it goes the back to the, that's goes the back difference. To the it goes back to the stuffed shirts of baseball. Well, and right. It's, it's people that they have no business talking about this stuff, and they're mad about it, even though they were part of it when it was happening. And the Helton issue is the Walker issue. Until he finally got in, and that's like, oh, he played in Colorado, right? You know, like, why you, you look at him he, for where he played. If or you he, look <laughs> at Walker, if you look at Helton's road splits, his road numbers were better than Ken Griffey Jr. Ken yeah, Griffey right. Jr. did not play yeah. as well as Todd Helton on the road. What does that tell you? And and Helton's numbers, with one exception for his career, if you look at his statistical numbers, the only thing that Scott Rowland was better number wise than Todd Helton was WAR. He has better numbers all the way across the board. And to leave him off is a goddamn shame. It's a fucking crying shame. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. And even uh, then, fucking stupid. Roland, if we're going to be honest, wasn't significantly better even there. It's a small difference, you know. Plus, here's the other thing is how many baseball writers are there in um, St. Louis? Everyone loves St. Louis. That's that's the thing is like all the, all all the people in St. Louis. Look at what's the name Joe Buck. He's a diehard St. Louis guy, and he still gets to broadcast fucking World Series and playoff games with St. Louis Cardinals in him. But Scott Rowland played for the Cardinals, and they're a big deal because that's St. Louis and that's their team and all that shit. I personally hate St. Louis fans. So um, if you're listening from St. Louis, kindly go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm not uh, a fan but, of the Cardinals either. Go eat shit. But, but their but so their media presence is much, much larger than Colorado's is. Well, yeah. And, and that's, you, the, that's the big difference. And you look down the, the board on the people that they left off. It's like, it doesn't make sense. Okay. No, we all no. know A-Rod is a douche and was definitely juicing, but Juicing gets you so far. Being able to play two bases better than most people have ever played a single base in your entire career. That that has nothing to do with steroids. That's not not only that, but you can juice me full of a bunch of steroids, but I can't hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. Nope. I can't I can't launch, you know, 400 400 foot bombs. I I, I couldn't touch yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just watching that motherfucker go by and watch for my but life. You can't take yeah. away the skill, the genuine no. skill that no, he had. I agree. Right. Yeah. Barry that Bonds I, was a Hall of Famer before he got to San Francisco. Yeah. Be, way right. before he started right. like, taking 
whatever he was yeah. taking, which right. we still don't know what that really I, is. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this down, <laughs> and we're gonna move on with one final quote. Uh, and Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. That's all. <laughs> it's getting it's getting to be that time of year where yeah. I gotta watch that that before the season starts. <laughs> right. We're coming exactly. up on. I already warned. I already warned Lisa about it. She knows. She. I was like, oh, you yeah. know what that means. She's like, yep. Mm-hmm. We gotta yep. watch Major League before the season starts. Major League. Yep. She knows. <laughs> Every year. Let Let's move on to news in the NFL, and we're going to talk first about the local team and the RU Coach segment of the week. Are you coach? Are you coach? Well, that's, that's the thing. Talking about the local team is basically talking about every team. <laughs> What's been happening? Oh, the local. Week. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's what? Still five jobs left. Yeah. Right. Uh, we were going to talk about interview news, but there really isn't any besides um, it's been a very slow. Uh, process all the way around. And I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that the Super Bowl is so late. Uh, there's not a whole lot of urgency. And we did see, um, and Tank, I'll start with you here. We did see Frank Reich landed in Carolina. Um, interestingly oh, Carolina. enough, that uh, pissed a lot of people off. Okay, Carolina yep. jungle. Rob. You know what's Bobby funny about that? Reedy, hey, Shaggy, Shaggy, shut up. Um, <laughs> Frank Reich actually took the first snap under center of the Carolina Panthers. That is correct. And that's why he probably got hired. But I'd say Wilkes kind of deserved a shot, right? I mean. Well, he got a shot. He got two interviews. No, I mean a legitimate shot where he's the the actual coach of that team. Oh, he got a chance to be the coach. I see what you're saying. Yeah. He really deserved that shot. I know Frank Reich, Frank Reich is seemingly a good head coach, good offensive coordinator, but he literally just we just literally watched him get replaced by Jeff Saturday in Indianapolis. So that's um, not a slight on Frank Reich. That's a slight on um, Ursay for the, the stupid. Yes stupid and no. Move. And they saddled him with three bullshit quarterbacks, none right. of whom mm-hmm. could play, with the exception of old oh, Phyllis Rivers. You know, they, they went. Well, retread after and that's retread questionable after at best. <laughs> right. I mean, got him into the playoffs. He made it. Yeah. He took him to the playoffs. So he was handing a... the ball off a lot. Yeah. The only okay. the only interview news that came up was that uh, D'Amico Ryan's canceled two interviews because he was prepping for the playoffs. Right. So, and yeah. but Frank Reich, he's he seems good. He seemingly we saw what he could do. With a good offense and with talent at quarterback. But I don't know. I still think it should have gone to Wilkes. But Mark, me. what do you think about Frank Reich? Good for him. He was going to get another job. Um, like you guys said, he got kind of hosed in Indianapolis, to be honest with you. Um, he, he did the best with what he had. The quarterback situation there was awful. He had two guys that were way past their prime. I know we're talking about Phyllis, but man, that guy was a shadow of himself when he was there. And then they had Matt Ryan, who was a disaster too. You know, it was just, just bad stuff. And uh, he's out of that situation now with a bad ownership and into a situation where it's probably going to be a lot better. Um, I mean, we'll see. Uh, he has no quarterback him. now either. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but you know what though? They were in the playoffs. The ownership and, is different. <laughs> yeah, the ownership is different to the second richest ownership group in the league yeah. uh and, and weirdly the thing about the nfc south <laughs> after they traded christian mccaffrey how right. does that work? and the the thing about the nfc south too is you're never out of it 
because no, all those true. things are bloody Such a bad. Crash bag division mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think it's good for Frank Reich. Whatever, he wasn't on the Broncos' right. radar, anyways. As far as I'm concerned, I was saying stuff about these other two guys, but I was kind of like, eh, don't really like them. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, with all the news we're talking about today, I'm I'm good with all of it. Right. Uh, yeah. Dan Quinn staying in yep, Dallas. I was just going to say Dan Quinn announced today. I was shocked in Dallas. Uh, so was I. Um, I, I think maybe Jera convinced him to stick around and he's the next guy up if something happens um, along the season. Because we've been saying it for two years now that that Mike McCarthy train and, and that old show there has got to be getting tired with Jared. I'm surprised he didn't get whacked after that after that game. We'll talk about the game itself here in a little bit. But Interestingly what? enough, do you completely shocked that takes Sean Payton out of the – Cowboys sweepstakes. It sounds like because they brought Dan Quinn back as a defensive coordinator, that was what was announced, that that McCarthy's safe. And that's what the bigger shock to me was, was how do you not fire McCarthy after the bullshit that he did all year, let alone fucking on the national stage on Sunday, you know, like to uh, whatever. I'm surprised McCarthy still has a job. And so I'm surprised that yeah, like you said, they must have given him a bump and said, "Hey, be on the lookout. We're probably going to whack this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, two games in if he's not two and zero and fifty to zero. You know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I there's got to be something going something on. like that. Yeah, there's something there. They they yeah. they definitely the uh, fact that Mike McCarthy was on the plane. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the fact that Mike McCarthy was on the plane back uh, really just shows that. Uh, I I was confused by that. Like, why did they just leave him there? You know. Yeah, let him find his way. Yeah, McCarthy and McCarthy and Staley both keeping their jobs were the surprises of the offseason for sure. In terms of firing, right? Uh, last thing to touch on there's some news that came out today in the from Sean actually this week, the whole Sean Payton thing, guys. This story is super, I want to say weird, but it's more interesting than it is anything else. You've got Cowherd saying one thing, and it's it's nationally acknowledged that he and and Sean Payton are boys, you know, they both work. Um, for Fox, right? And there's definitely a connection there. And Cowherd was saying, well, you know, he really likes it there. And But this other, you know, he doesn't want to go there. He wants to go there. He really likes the ownership, wants to work with Russ. But Denver's a dumpster fire. So, and, and so you're really not sure where that was all coming from. And then there was a report today uh, by a guy named, I think it's Mike Maskey, who's a writer for the Washington Post. Um, and I, I thought this was super, super interesting. This guy's got, zero national presence that I've ever seen. And he reports today on Twitter that Sean Payton doesn't like the Broncos job because he thinks he's going to run into a power struggle with one of the ownership group. Seemingly. And then about two hours later, Sean Payton himself, after the whole world reacts, is like, well, this guy must be talking to Sean. This is more Sean spinning it in the media. He didn't get the interview that he wanted. You know, he did. He's not getting the offer or whatever. Sean Payton himself comes out on Twitter, and this is like two hours ago or three hours ago, and says this couldn't be farther from the truth. So which is it? Like what's really going on here, guys? Well, and seemingly because that's been like you just said, it's been – there's a lot of assholes, let's go ahead and say it that way, that seem to be postulating on what's happening in the NFL and – there seems to be a lot of people just basically throwing those down immediately. So there's a lot of just, hey, look at me, look at me stuff happening with reporting right now. 
because the other news that came out was that nobody is giving Sean Payton another interview, which seems odd that suddenly he was being, you know, hosted by five teams and now nobody wants him back. You know what that says to me? That says to me that the Saints demand for compensation is way too high. They want to make it super difficult. Yeah. They, they they need the cash, they need the cap, or they need the, the draft capital. They're pretty strapped there too. So it seems to me that that's what's going on there. They also need yeah. money. So maybe yeah. stop paying for a coach. <laughs> He's under contracts. Yeah. He's under contract. <laughs> well, that's um, what I'm saying. Let him go, get that out from under you, mm-hmm. and stop worrying about that part of it. The way the media has taken this and really gone with Sean Payton's side on this. Everyone's hammering like, wow, um, you know, the Broncos aren't the job. The Broncos aren't the job. And it it makes me really, right. And everyone's hating. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's hating on Russ. So it's, you know, easy to dump on Russ and, you know, make Sean Payton look better. It really makes me think that uh, Greg Penner was like, they're asking for too much, man. We can't, we're not going to make this happen. And now because Sean Payton had this idea that that's what was going to happen. And then he lost the Carolina job. Now he's trying to save face. So he's going to his buddy, Colin Cowherd, who's on the radio, you know, for 21 hours a week. And uh, he's going through all these other channels and releasing that that didn't happen. I really think that they said, thanks. No, thanks. We're not giving up two first rounds and which we don't really have that much anyways. And we're not, it's just not feasible to spend $25 million on a coach, you know, even though they were the richest ownership group in the country and can afford it. $25 million and two first round draft picks is way too much. especially for somebody who's been out of football for two years. That's more than the game passes you by quick. That's more than double the next highest paid coach. I agree. Hey, he was a good coach, but he did only win one fucking Super Bowl. Isn't Belichick making 20? No, is he? Oh, he might yeah, be because he's yeah. restructured. Okay. Yeah. But, but you're still going to pay Sean Payton? He got five Super Bowls Belichick? compared to one. Well, yeah. Right. No, I'm not just only that, it's not twice. Not, not only that, but um, you, you have to deal with one of the biggest scandals in history where he got suspended from a year. Yeah, for actively paying players to injure, te- to injure opposing teams. Right. I, I think that that is not lost on these guys, too. Yeah. Plus, it's the, the Bill Cower thing. I don't think Bill Cower thought he was going to be out of footballs for so long. And the longer it went, the more and more comfortable he got. You know, and the game passes you by so quick if you're not on top of it and in it every day. Look at everybody who's jumped out. John Fox hasn't gotten another coaching job. He doesn't want I, I, don't, I don't know if Foxy wants another coaching job. Right. I, he doesn't I want think, one. I think Bill Cower's done. done. Yeah, Bill, Bill Cowher's, Cowher's done. done. Got his coach. He's got Sean Payton's job. got this other job to fall back on where he's making right. almost $10 million a year, and it's right. one of the most the hardest jobs to get in media. And, and even look at, look at Gary Kubiak. He's taking a giant pay cut to essentially just be a consultant. Yep. Yep. Because he doesn't want mm-hmm. to be a coach anymore at that high of a right. position. Sure. Yeah, he just wants to hang around around the game. Yeah, right. he wants to hang around his kid, spend time, you know, Spend time with the players still, and help mm-hmm. his kid develop. <clears throat> so, yep. I, yeah, I'm okay with Sean Payton going away. I think he's a little bit overhyped. All right. Having said that, gentlemen, uh, quickly around the horn, Mark, who's your odds-on favorite? 
for the job and who, if it's different, would you like to see in the job? Knowing what you know uh, today. <clears throat> Odds on favorites, probably D'Amico Ryan. Is, and as much as I hate to see, a, you know, another head coach fourth time, you know, three or four times in a row, this would be the first time head coach. I think D'Amico Ryan's got a little bit more of the background we're actually looking for. And he is a player's coach and is not no nonsense, you know, that he's he's not a pushover like Nathaniel was or yeah, it's it's just different. So I think that he's kind of the odds on favorite. Um interesting to note the David Shaw thing. I I'm not sure what that's all about. Um I I'm kind of, you know, secretly wanting like a D'Amico Ryan's David Shaw coaching thing where both of them come in and do like the head coach and maybe David Shaw is the offensive coordinator or something. I don't think that that's plausible, but it would be really cool. Um, I think that D'Amico Ryan's is probably the favorite. Uh, interesting to note that Jerry Rossberg is on this list too. Which is interesting after what happened <clears throat> today. So yeah. yeah, they let him go. Yeah. yeah. He was let go today. Right. Jerry was? Yeah. Yeah. For some oh. reason. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we have no idea why. Yeah. He just yeah. interesting. His contract was his contract. Well, we do know his contract yeah. ended. Yeah, his contract ended. ended. Yeah. So I think there's still an opportunity for Jerry to come back because <clears> it doesn't have a contract. So there's there's yeah. it's just right. an odd way for that to go. Um right. He I wasn't in say, the interview process to begin with. <laughs> no, he 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 forced it his was own kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of fun. It's like, oh, you're gonna talk I, to I me. I love God it. Damn it. Yeah. Right? Like, I won <laughs> you a game, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we look good. <laughs> uh, before I kick it over to Tank for your for your thoughts here, Mark, I think that the one connection you're missing in the Shaw thing is Connie Rice with her yeah, connection no, I, to Stanford. Oh, absolutely. Right? That, that I think that's I, exactly where that's coming from. But mm-hmm. you know, I know exactly where it's coming from. Okay, but. I would like the two of those guys. I yeah, don't think it's gonna you're gonna, yeah, you're going to get one, I think. Uh, Tank, odds on favorite, who's your choice? Odds on favorite is, I, I agree with Mark on that. It's It's got to be D'Amico Ryan. I think the, the fact that he, even more than before, the fact that he actively said, hey, I'm not going to worry about it right now. I have a team to coach. Um, when I have time, I'll get back to the interviews. And all of a sudden, no, we're not interviewing anybody else anymore. Right. It's. I think that speaks a lot for where they're directing their attention. Mm-hmm. And um, along with that, the only other, I mean, legitimate, the only other legitimate option that we've heard was Caldwell potentially. And in either That's case, been quiet too. And mm-hmm. that one's been fairly quiet. The only my big concern with either case is. I want to know who they're bringing in for OC or if they're active or if they're just going to be bumping Clint up. I want to know who the OC is. I'm more concerned about who the offensive coordinator is and making sure that that person is actually going to be the offensive coordinator and not just some fucking puppet with a hand up his ass. That's what I want to know. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be D'Amico Ryan and I'm fine with it at this point. I think I'm, I'm slightly preferential if it was Caldwell, but it looks like that heat's dying at this point. So D'Amico's good. Sounds good to me. Just as long as he has a good offensive coordinator. That's I I agree with both of you. I I think the odds on favorite at this point, at least based on what we're hearing, right. We can only Mm -hmm. go off of what's out there and what's being put out there by the local gang because they, 
clearly have some connections still. Um, yeah. I think it's D'Amico Ryan's. Everyone's, you know, hemming or fawning over the guy. You know, you listen to the way he talks and, you know, the leader of men and all that. Um, he's definitely the odds on favorite to win the job. I still would love to see Jim Caldwell here. I think that that steadying force, you know, no nonsense, won't take shit from anybody. Um, and he's, he's steady, right? He's not super like duper down in the dumps and he's never way up in the clouds. He's just a steady presence, lead the team, will hold Russ accountable, um, knows quarterbacks, you know, has coached some of the greats. So I I would love to see him here. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. And I, it, of the remaining people who have head coaching experience, I think he's the last one. So I'm going to hang my head on that one and say, please, let's do that. Because uh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, you know, four in a row, first-time head coaches. But then you think about, you know, Every successful head coach at one point in their career was a first-time head coach. Um, and some of them even at the position where they were successful in their first-time position, right? So, you know, you look at Kyle Shanahan. Um, I would consider that a very successful hire at this point, right? The guy is doing a pretty good job. Yeah, um, 100%. Right. So there's and, and multiple examples everywhere. People get hired in first time and they do well. So it, they just haven't been here in a while. Right. right. I know. <laughs> and, I, and a lot of that, I think, you know, you, you can look and at it's getting worse. It's you, you look at VJ, right? I, I, I think they were just enamored with his ability to lead and didn't re- figure anything else out about the guy or at least didn't realize he doesn't know how to manage a clock and doesn't understand, you know, we're going to do some good things and we're going to do some bad things, you know, and we had a great Wednesday of practice for 16 straight weeks. And, you know, he just, right. It was so bad. Right. And then, you know, he was having the time of his life, time of his life. Right. (laughs) You know, and then they go anti VJ and go with grumpy Vic, who I still adore. Yeah. I love the guy. Right. Uh, who interviewed uh, at Miami to be there, DC? I would pay real money to listen to Mike McDaniel and Vic Fangio for three hours a day and just that listen to the painful. two of the, just listen to the two of them be on two totally different levels the entire yeah. time and have Mike think that those two guys could communicate. Oh, it would be great. <laughs> I don't think those well, guys could talk. And the thing is, Vic's such a football nerd, that might be where they connect. But then Mike would go off at a tangent and Vic, well, I'm going to go make some damn meatballs and just leave. I think that would be hysterical. <laughs> just walk away. Yeah. Just yeah. walk away. So this is horseshit. I'm leaving. <laughs> we love you, Vic. All right. Good luck <laughs> in Miami. All right. Let's move on to actual gameplay because, you know, we're 45 minutes in. We haven't even talked about a flipping game yet. Um, the division weekend is over. We are moving into championship weekend. Each of the four games were notable in their own different ways. We're going to start with the 49ers and the Cowboys and what is going to be remembered as a not a pivotal moment in terms of plays in the NFL, but a seminal moment in terms of plays in the NFL. Hey, Mark, do you think uh, Zeke has recovered from being pancaked in reverse? <laughs> Who I, still that have, I, I still haven't recovered from that. Oh, my God. <laughs> they lined up for it. The Cowboys were like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, timeout. And then they lined up for it again. And they ran this play. <laughs> And they had their 
highest played paid running back, like the second most overpaid player on the team, line up as center. And he got trucked. <laughs> oh, and the Cowboys lost. I, I have seen some extraordinarily goofy shit at the youth football level in the last 13 years. I have never seen anything even close to that. The that was that the he, wildest thing I have ever seen. You could tell that the offensive linemen knew it wasn't going to work. They were all just like, oh. And then Dak throws it to the one guy who's got someone running at him full speed. It's like he's the one guy that's covered and almost got killed. Oh boy, got tattooed. He did. right in half. Zeke's dead on the ground. This other guy's cut in half. And McCarthy's just standing there going, Well, shit, I thought that was going to work. What happened? Two, three, Cancun. I legitimately question. Whether or not they watched that, remember the indie play a few years ago, where they did the same thing, where they had the long snapper as the only person on the line yeah, for some fucking Pat reason. McAfee mm-hmm. has been talking about it since that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if they looked at that play and said, "You know what? We could make that work." You know what they did is they looked at it and they said, "Hey, I kind of like that. Let's make it better." <laughs> running back there and hold, hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, McCarthy, is that a mojo moment? <laughs> what makes me wonder is whose decision was that? Was that McCarthy or was that Had, Kellen had to have been. Had it to had to have been. been. Could have been Kellen. They lined up no, twice. and you know why I think it wasn't Kellen's call. Um, Kellen had two great interviews in Carolina and all the reports were that they, he made it really difficult for them to go with Frank. And I think it, they had to have asked, they had to have asked like, what was the thought so. process there? And I'm sure he's like, dude, that was Mike. That'd that be the first Mike. fucking question I would have asked. I'm not Just putting it up on shit. screen. Coach's <laughs> clicker, like, okay, so can you explain what happened? Like, no, dude, that was Mike. No. That, that was, all yeah, that was Mike. Would you, never would you play? It? No, Would and they never played that play. Right. No. And Kellen, Kellen played his college ball at Boise State, and they pull off historically and pull off some shit, re- yeah. really wild shit. I mean, correct. More so in the past. They don't do a whole lot of it anymore, but no, um, back when they were good, when he was oh yeah. yeah, yeah. When they were really, there. really good, they, <laughs> they had some yeah. shit. I, that was the that Statue was of Liberty. Fucking awful, man. Right. I, I, oh, it was so funny. Right. Of, of oh, anything so... you could possibly do in that scenario, there's oh a God. lot of options. I don't know how they landed on Zeke is the snapper. You mean the running back? That, that, the best part is yeah. the defensive tackle started with the running start, like <laughs> yeah. the water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't lined up on the ball. He was four yards back. He was like, I'm coming, motherfucker. Yeah, fucking Bobby Boucher, the both of them. He did. Oh, oh. Uh, I was so ready. I was so ready for pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo, because we've seen it three or four times. <laughs> pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo. We, we got nothing even close. We got, we got flat. We got flat Stanley <laughs> and yeah, a decapitated receiver. They're going to do the pitchy, pitchy shit. Then what, why not have, you know, supposedly your number one running back? I don't know. Maybe be one of the potential targets. Because but, he right. clearly had to snap the ball and protect the quarterback. That's what I'm saying. He was not eligible. 
not to get a pass. He could have he could have been pitched. He could have been, been, yeah, been pitched. He could have been pitched. He was not didn't get to the pitchy witchy woo woo. No, there was no pitchy woo woo. Because the guy that caught the pass got immediately nailed. It would have been better off just dropping the ball. So at least I had a chance of doing another play. It was hacky slashy dead guy. This yeah. happened five days ago, and I'm still laughing about it. Oh, like it, I just saw it for the first time. So good. It's so stupid. It's the funniest so fucking thing good. I've ever All seen. Right. <laughs> we were actually listening to the radio broadcast of it. You should have heard the guys talking about it. <laughs> <You're> like, what? <laughs> well, even the I'm not sure what we're watching. Even the line branch, he it. He's like, oh, he got smoked there. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely did. Like, wow. He just got yeah. tattooed. Oh, and, uh, uh, it, it was. A, it sucks for. Uh, it sucks for the defense because the Cowboys' defense came to fucking play. Apparently, oh, they yeah, they were really good. They've been really good all year. That's been a, a yeah. top. Well, five, one, of their, not one of their top better performances was this yeah. game. They looked right. great. Yeah, they and awesome. then just. Their right. offense just decided to piss it away for some reason. Right. Yeah, and before we move on, the greatest thing about that game is how now the internet shits all over the Cowboy Nation, and that just warms my little heart because yeah. all the Zeke memes. The, the, yeah. My favorite one that I've seen so far that's not Zeke related related was Dak holding a tray full of turnovers. Oh my <laughs> so, God. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> he reached yeah. out to like. <laughs> Like, they used to do that one for uh, Jameis when he was in Tampa. Oh yeah, the old, the old turnover man. factory. Thirty yards, five touchdowns, and yeah. six interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> man, they really should do a thirty for thirty on thirty for thirty because oh, yeah. that's one of the great yeah. seasons ever that's turned it. in my corner. Well, that's two. That's that's why it's a big surprise that McCarthy didn't get fired because that's two years in a row where some dumbass decision was made at the end of the game mm-hmm. that cost them the game. Yep. Right. His game in game decision making has been notoriously bad for oh, as yeah. long as he's been a head coach. Yeah, yeah. Rodgers yeah. ran him out of town because he couldn't stand right. some of the shit he was yeah. coming up with. I, I'm right. surprised with all the Yahoo Dallas fans that they haven't fucking rioted and gone to McCarthy's house and yeah. oh. climbed the fences like zombies. Did you you oh, imagine yeah. like a Frankenstein style pitchfork and torch riot headed towards Jerry oh, world? Oh, oh my <laughs> god. In the middle of fucking Frisco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to move Tom on. Tom Landry is the greatest football coach ever. <laughs> Tom Landry is a great American hero. Dad, Butane Dad, is wa- a bastard guest. <laughs> Pop, Pops, if you're watching, I, I'm sorry to make fun of that again, but I just had to. I was making fun of the, the Hank Hill because on Sunday. Yeah, Jerry Jones firing Tom Landry. It's <laughs> like, I can't. I stopped being a Cowboys fan when he fired Tom Landry. And I turned around and looked at my father. And I was like, Tom Landry is an American hero. <laughs> Tom Landry is a great American hero. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Even if, you didn't, even if you didn't hate him for that, when he fired Jimmy Johnson and put in Barry Switzer. What the fuck? Oh, that, was yeah. that was terrible. That was terrible. Worst owner in sports. Anyway. God. We're well, almost an hour in and we've covered one. Second these ones All are right. quicker. Yeah, next one on the docket, uh, the Bills and the Bengals in the rematch of the game that never was. Uh, I honestly thought it was a movie script that was going to write itself, and the Bills lost the Disney ending. Uh, Mark, um, bigger issue here, uh, Josh Allen or the Bills defense? Um, 
that I, I would think that Josh Allen is probably fine. Um, he's, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what some of the play calling was. Um, <clears throat> but the Bills defense looked really bad and I, the Bengals just make everybody look bad. So I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily that the Bills were playing bad, but, um, the Bengals came out right away, went up 14, nothing. And just, even when they let them back in it, they, they were never in it. The Bills were never in that game. Even when the score was close, they just seemed like the Bengals were going to win the entire time. So, I mean, is this the chokiest franchise of all time in the the Bills? Maybe right up there with Minnesota, considering that they did it four times in the Super Bowl, and now this is twice in the playoffs with the best quarterback in football that everyone says. Everyone's all on Josh Allen's nuts. Um, but I I don't know. I I would put this more as the Bengals played well. And they just beat them. They just beat them. Tank, what say you? I'm going option three. I think the coaching is fucking up Josh Allen's life at this point. Because legitimately, he is forced to carry that entire offense. Yeah. He is forced to carry that entire offense constantly. And not in the way that Patrick carries an offense. Not in the way that Burrow carries an offense. And the he is the le- only legitimate threat on that field that doesn't catch a ball from him being Stefan Diggs. There is no legitimate threat on the field that is. And he kind of disappeared because he was bracketed the entire game. Mm -hmm. And that's all they had to do. They shut down Stefan Diggs. Where's the ball going? Nowhere. Nowhere. Right. He can't run it. He can't throw it. He can't do anything about it. And then once again, you're, you're right. The offense, the offense carried that team a lot this year. And you saw something from Josh Allen this year that hasn't been there since his rookie year. And that was he's making weird mistakes because he's panicking. And I think that's because he's legitimately carrying this team to a point that they it's not sustainable for him. No. And then that's a lot like Elway in the 80s. Exactly. And the defense is legitimately weirdly not good as they should be. But I think also I, I might question coaching on that too. They have talent on defense. Uh, yeah, but that defense changed dramatically when Vaughn went down. Uh, you don't have that guy on the edge. The, the, the pass rush went away. And in today's league, you have to have a pass rush. And he was the guy that was going to instigate the pass rush, draw attention, and allow other people to do it. And when you don't have to worry about Vaughn, they didn't have much else. There's a couple other things to take away from this game. One, um, Stefan Diggs and the drama there, I think, is going to be interesting to watch. Um, I don't know if you saw his act during and after the game. Yeah. Right. He's, he's all the forces. This will be the second team he's forced yeah. his way out of if he does. Yeah, if it happens, right? Because it had same thing happened in in Minnesota, and you know he he's a fiery guy and he's a receiver. We all know how receivers can get sometimes, and you know he had a he walked out of the locker room after minutes, and someone had to come get him and drag him back in. So we'll see how all that tears up, uh, how all that shakes out. I think the other thing to note here is I don't know that Josh's elbow was right the entire year and that was his throwing elbow you know they didn't talk about it much because you know if you don't have to talk about it much you don't want to give the other team an opportunity to you know target it and you know give them something with a bullseye on it um there's got to be something there and it even came up came up after the season he's not having surgery but it's like yeah rest is going to do me a lot of good i think the elbow wasn't right in his throwing arm and it really made a big difference after he got hurt well and i think and and you kind of that's 
I would agree with that. And I think that also having the same the one man team syndrome that Green Bay has, yeah, that <clears throat> Dallas has, that yeah. um, it starts forcing the ball into weird places. San Diego has now with Herbert, where they think for some reason that he needs one receiver and half, half an offensive line, and he's going to be fine. It's like no, they that the best teams right now. You can see four four of the best teams, legitimately four of the best teams are right now the contenders for the Super Bowl. And what do all of those teams have? They have a good quarterback or a great quarterback, but they also have weapons all around them and a defense that a defense that's built to withstand a long game. And they don't have that in Buffalo. They don't. They just don't. They simply do not have what he needs to be as good as he can be there. And he's injured too. Yeah, I a hundred percent believe he's injured. Yeah. And he'll, he'll he'll never make an excuse, right? He's just mm-hmm. that, that's the guy he is. But I, I think that played a lot more into it than a lot of people are giving him credit for. All right, let's move on to the next game. Um, I mean, the Eagles looked really good here, guys. And I've always been a huge fan of Jalen Hurts and his story. Um uh, it just seems like a fantastic human being, and by God, he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, and Sirianni's a hell of a coach, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jalen did me a lot of good this year in fantasy. Nobody cares here. about your fantasy team. Yeah, but that, I mean that that was the stomping of the week. Well, and it's it was the most expected ending of the week. I mean, we kind the Giants was a feel good story because they were a dog shit football team at the beginning of this year. Yeah. And somehow made it to the playoffs. But they're still a dog shit football team. They don't have receivers. <laughs> they don't have enough of a secondary to slow anybody down. You know, that team needs a lot of pieces, and they'll probably find those pieces and actually be legitimately good in the next couple of years. Um, but everyone knew this was how Eagle Eagles were gonna nuke them. They're just such an overwhelmingly better team. Yeah, it all was definitely those, the, it was the mismatch of the weekend for sure. Yeah, and all of those NFC East fucking sh- ball schleppers can calm the fuck down because now we're down to one team from the <laughs> NFC East. The only team that wasn't a fraud out of that division. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Everyone, calm um, down. Right. And the final game to break down uh, the Cinderella story that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Comes to an end in Kansas City. Uh, Mark, how big of a deal is Patrick Mahomes' ankle? It's huge. Um, He's playing, though. And uh, in the second half and post-injury, you saw he was still able to maneuver and get the ball out and find open receivers and do that kind of thing. So uh, it does limit his mobility, and it does limit the the playbook that they have. Um, But you can't have Chad Henney out on the field. You just can't. So uh, I, I think it 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 definitely hurts, especially when you're going up against a team that's already beaten you three times in a row. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's necessarily as big of a deal as it would have been if he was not playing. Tank, the story out of Cincinnati this week has been that inside the locker room, the Cincinnati Bengals players have taken to calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. <laughs> I love this team so much. I love them too, to be honest. I really, I really dig Cincinnati. I dig Joe Burrow. He he caught a weird amount of flack for not winning last year. 
And, you know, everyone's like, oh, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. I'm like, I don't think that's the issue. Um, <clears throat> I think he is ready. He's one of the few quarterbacks in the league legitimately that you can say is steady. You know, and so a guy that's even killed, even when the pressure's there, that's a guy that I want playing quarterback for me. That's who I want, a guy who doesn't panic even when things aren't going his way. That's the guy that I want. So I get the joke. Um, I'd say calm down a little bit, Cincinnati, because it is still the Chiefs. They're still the top dogs in the division. And Arrowhead in January is rough. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, hey, luckily we know they from, did it last year. I was gonna say, luckily they're from Ohio, where it's also just basically dog shit from November to March. So, and and yeah, Patty looked hurt, but the biggest, the well, most interesting part for me at least was looking at how it affected the money lines in betting. Was yeah, it was a two and a half point. They were the Cincinnati was plus two and a half coming out, and then that dropped to one very quickly when there was a lot of money coming in, I'm guessing. And then it flipped. And then everyone's like, oh, well, Patty's hurt, Patty's hurt. So of course the Bengals are going to win. And then the second that they said Patty was practicing, it immediately flipped back. And so now the Chiefs are favored again. And I'm like, yeah, that that's what kind of a difference that guy is. Mm-hmm. Is that if you know that he's practicing, then you're less concerned about him not showing up. And right playing and oh he's gonna play it's just how effective he's gonna be right and a high ankle sprain is nothing to fuck around with that is going to that's going to impact his play for the remainder of the season however long it goes um definitely there's going to be needles and tape and all kinds of things involved um i'm sure that the treatment room is running 24 7 trying to get that thing right as best as they can but it's a high ankle sprain man that's that's rough they're gonna they're going to dump as much Toradol into him as they possibly can pregame. Uh, yep. Yep. Just to get him walking. Yeah. But exactly. It makes for an interesting matchup because seemingly Jacksonville's defense was just not good enough. And I'm wondering because Cincinnati's defense is much better than Jacksonville's, how much of an impact that's going to have on mm-hmm. uh, Patrick uh, moving in the backfield there. Because that was the yeah. biggest problem with Jacksonville. They just they don't have a defense. Right. They have a really young offense, and they have basically no defense. Right. Well, we'll touch on the breakdown of the game when we get into degeneracy and place bets there, and we'll break down both of those games. Let's move on to news and notes in the NBA with our beloved Denver Nuggets. Boys, they are still in first place in the Western Conference. They're two and a half games up over the Grizzlies, nine and two in their last 11, and the only two that they've lost – First one was no Joker, no MPJ. The second one was no Joker, no MPJ, no Jamal. Yeah. This team looks really good. Yeah, so the only time this team loses is when they have none of their top three scorers playing. Mm -hmm. Correct. Interesting. And they still played Milwaukee super tough. Yeah, and I think you would say that about uh, probably every single team in the league when you don't have your top three (laughs) scorers playing. You're going to have a much harder game to win. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And they still only lost by eight in Milwaukee on a back-to-back on a night when their plane was delayed. They didn't get into Milwaukee until super late. I mean, if there's ever going to be a scheduled loss, this was a scheduled loss. Well, yeah, and, and against Giannis, who's still top three, top four players in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you top three. Yeah, yeah top three for sure. Mm-hmm. 
so that was kind of an Luca, expected, him like, and uh our boy <laughs> yeah that, that was <laughs> kind of an expected three. like loss like yeah they have none of their best players and they're going against one of the best players in the league yeah chances are not great let's go ahead and put it that way let's go <laughs> they still they yeah. still put up they still put up an effort oh yeah their bench yeah. did played admirably yeah. yeah. And I, I think we're seeing the resurgence and, and the emergence of one Christian Brown, who played significant minutes last, last night, started the game off with a two-handed dunk just out of nowhere. This, this kid can play a little bit. Um, and AG is just looking like a beast. Finally. He is just – he is playing with the potential. Well, that, and yeah. he – I would even say finally, he – the first year he was here, he looked like Orlando AG. Now mm. he looks like a totally different player. He oh, yeah. is he's figured out how to play team ball in the ultimate team in the league. Like this, this right. is a team. This isn't, you know, one-on-one no. spread the floor. This is yeah, pass, 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 play defense, play defense, rebound. Yeah, there's and, not much right. isolation ball with no, no there is not a whole very, lot of isolation ball at yeah, all. No ISO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I the only reason I say finally is it just seemed like, you know, it it took him forever to get settled in with the team. You know, and it, not to say he wasn't playing bad because he was, but now he looks very much comfortable in his role. You know, and he's he's just got brought into a brand new level. Yeah, he looks yeah, like he, the guy that Orlando drafted. Yeah, he looks like that guy where he can be dominant when he knows his role. It's almost a big four now. Yeah, well, even five. You can say KVP is the big defensive he, bully. Signing in signing of the year, man. That yeah. is just yeah. Big. Yeah, the, the worst mistake legitimately the Lakers have ever made was getting rid of him rid and Caruso yeah. and signing mm-hmm. shit McBrick over there. Shit McBrick, <laughs> and because that's what they did—they gave away their entire defense and said, "Oh, we just need more scoring." Like, no, motherfuckers, right. you need a defense. That's why you right. won the fucking COVID Cup mm-hmm. or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the Nuggets are looking good. Uh, still not quite. Number one seed in the entire league, but they are within shouting distance of Boston. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't touch on the tragic news of the week and um, the arrest of Michael Porter Jr.'s brother in uh, what uh, is reported as being a drunk driving accident uh, yeah. where someone lost their life. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has not played um, since the announcement of the arrest. Um, you know, as I know, I speak for the two of you as you know, we obviously are sending our thoughts and prayers to the family of everyone, um, affected, especially the family of the young lady who lost her life. Um, and it, it's just an awful situation here, fellas. Yeah. Very unfortunate that this seemingly keeps happening, happening, I guess, but I, I don't know. There's not much to say about it. It sucks. And it sucks yeah. for it sucks for everyone involved. There's no Agreed. good guy. There's no anything here that's going to make anyone feel better. No, nope. there's definitely there's a bad guy in this. Yeah. yeah. But there's, there's no way to feel good about any of this. <clears throat> no, not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, let's get ourselves out of the dumps and move into more happy stuff and talk about the yeah. NHL. Yay! Yay! So let's... When last we were together, fellas, the Avs were technically out of the playoffs. Uh, now they're not, and they're surging. Look at this, boys. Uh, they are currently fourth in the division, um, just a point behind the Wild, uh, and only uh, eight points behind Winnipeg with three games in hand. Uh, team looks really good. Mark, you got a chance to watch them last night, live and in color. 
What'd you see, bud? Um, I love going to the Avs games, man. It, it's a just a fucking blast, and got to got to hang out with Dipshit's mother, who we don't get a whole lot of one on one time. So we had a really good time, you know, shooting the shit about everything. But more importantly, for this podcast purposes, we want to talk about the hockey. Uh, they, as of Tuesday night's end of game, are the winners of six in a row. It looks like they're on their way to winning their seventh in a row, if I'm getting the score correctly. Uh, last I checked, you are correct. Let me make sure. I mean, I should hope so. The Ducks are trash. Yeah, but they are leading still... by one with 11 in the third. And I got to tell you, there were some things I want to talk about at that game that were amazing. Uh, first off, I don't know. I love Curtis McDermott. Let me give you the, one of the funniest things about the parades and every all that stuff was Dermy and the strip club going overhead with the cup and falling, <laughs> and straight, falling straight back on his back <laughs> and nobody catching him. Uh, I love the guy. I think he's a great dude. He's probably a good hugger, you know? <laughs> he probably gives, like, solid bear hugs, but he does not belong on the ice for 20 minutes a game. They no. are missing Kale McCarr, and uh, they are okay. missing uh, – can, can you stop with the hyperbole? He's averaging 12. That's still too much. That's too I much understand. Still but it's too not much. twenty. He's should not getting. Like he's five. not getting twenty minutes on Tuesday. That's too <laughs> much, Dermy. Should be he maybe five. <laughs> he played twenty minutes. He played thirteen fifty-five. It was way too much. <laughs> of course it is because everybody's hurt. So, right, <laughs> Kale's hurt, and uh, Landy's I'm, still I'm, out. Landy's mm-hmm. still out. But I'm talking specifically. He's a defensive liability. The, oh, the first yeah. goal that they gave up. Dermot McDermott was completely out of position and actually ran into his goaltender. And that was part of the redirect through the five hole. The second goal was Ovi. What are you going to do? Ovi's in his spot. He took the yeah. shot. He's Magician. got that 700 mile an hour slap shot or wrist shot. He's just, he's going to do it. Um, but overall, uh, Georgie looked really fucking good. I am, I am super impressed with that dude. Um, we also got to see Darcy play uh, Darcy Kemper. And he looks kind of the same where he gives up an easy goal, you know, but makes some amazing saves too. So that was fun. Uh, also, A-U-K, A-K-U, A-K-B, A-B-K. Um, what's his name? Abel, Abel, something, Kabul. Mama, Sameh, I think I'm having a stroke. Let's 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 rewind and go back to where Mark says, you know, I pride myself on being able to pronounce everyone's name on this I show. I can't remember the dude's name. <laughs> He was on the about? team last year. I'll he was on the team there. last. He was on the team last year. <laughs> Can you give me like part of the actual name? Obey. A U B E. His first name is Obey. Yes, Obey. Okay, thank you. I was like, who are you talking about? Yeah, that's not actually his first name. It's the first part of his last name. Albay Kubel, Nicholas Albay Kubel. Thank you. Okay, thank you. NAK was what I was looking for. Right, I just couldn't remember. But anyway, so he he, you know, it was good to see the tribute to those guys. And say, did they do a video? Did they do a video? They did. They did a tribute to both of the guys, and then highlighted them, and they both got to do the wavy thing, and it was really neat. It was very cool. 
Um, they, uh, mm. he's I'm trying to think of bless you. Holy fuck. Sorry Jesus, about who that. Is that? Tank, <laughs> do your food. Tank. <laughs> Mute button is your friend, buddy. Holy crap. Sorry about that. I fuck it. We're doing it live. <laughs> I did not expect that to come out the way oh. that it did. Sorry. There's that zero sugar Mountain Dew, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can taste it. <laughs> But no, it was cool. It was a great game. That the team looks fired up. They look a lot more energetic than they did last week. I was a little bit concerned about the way the second line played with Miko and uh Nichuchkin and uh Lekinen. Um, I believe that's the second line right now. Um they they just were they look tired. And they've been running this team for a long time. So it's it's just I I'm hoping that they get to get back to where they were uh part of that's going to be getting their second line center back who who knows when that's going to happen um but and that'll rearrange everything um i was also really impressed with uh uh, can't remember his name new hook uh really impressed with new hook on tuesday he's been playing really well the last he was solid he was solid you know he's got some flashes where i'm like that could have been unbelievable and then he just kind of I'm also very worried about Sam Gerard. Those ribs are not healthy. Yeah, Every time he got hit, he was he was just not right. Some unfortunate news. Uh, in 25 seconds, the Ducks have scored five. So they now four three. Okay. Thanks, right. Debbie Downer. Anyways, <laughs> Avalanche awesome. are good. Right. Um, I think you're right. When Lanny comes back, he slides back into that one C and that kind of reshuffles everything. And it may give you an opportunity to get, actually get a two C. Um, they still may make that trade, right? They have to solve for it. I, I think Newey's still at least a, a year away. Um, you know, McCarr being dinged certainly isn't helpful. There's talk that he could play this weekend um, going into the all-star break. Um, and then we'll see if he actually plays in any of the all-star stuff because he is one of the all-stars. So good job, Kale. Um, and that will also help. Um, I think he's playing today, isn't he? I thought McCarr no was idea. playing today. No idea. I, I don't know. No I didn't. Uh, no, we, he he had, he's he got, so he is playing. All right, so there you go. So Kale's back. All right, All right good. That, that that's helps. Good news. Yeah, yeah, that helps a lot. That, that cuts Dermy's minutes in half. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go back to Dermy's minutes tomorrow and see how many he's got. They haven't, they haven't posted them yet in NHL.com, so we'll see what happens. God, it, it is brutal to watch him play. He is just awful. Like at one point, he, the, man, the man literally is a nuclear deterrent. That's what he's he, there for. He he's there to terrorize. A broken stick. On national TV, he's just like dropped his thing. He was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then just went off the eyes. <laughs> Sammy G's just like, what? Okay, I guess I'm going back out there. <laughs> and he covered Ovechkin a lot, and that's bad news. Because mm. he can't skate. Right. It's bad. Ovechkin's on. just let him punch Ovi a couple times. There you go. Ovechkin's, I know he's yeah. 100 years old, but he can still play hockey. Well, yeah, he can he's, play hockey. He plays him pretty well, actually. Right. No, I'm talking about putting Dermy out there and just if he's defending him, just fucking punch him a couple times and get it over with. Right. You got to skate oh, over yeah. to the dude first. <laughs> I skate in front of the net and wait for him. The, there is there there there. skater. There have been a few skaters in this town that have been worse than Dermy, but not many. Not Scott many. Parker. He, Scott Parker, yeah. I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember specifically one time in the game we saw on Tuesday where he actually had a puck on a possible breakaway. 
it looked ugly. He took like three good chugs <laughs> and then was just like, bloop. He's coming over the truck. Tap. <laughs> you know, he did have an assist in the game. I know. On, uh, I, know. Uh, I mean, I know. He's got I four there. points. I, I know. <laughs> I get it. Four points. And surprisingly, that, he's that only goal got that he got up, that that goal he got the assist on was all Nathan McKinnon. By the way, <laughs> you can say that Nathan a lot of oh, you can say that about a lot of Nathan McKinnon's. Goals, oh no, I get right? it. I get it. I'm just saying yeah. you get you get an assist by proxy just being next to Nathan McKinnon. Sure, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's that's the game exactly. Um, so it sounds like uh, we. I don't hate that- McDermott. I love the guy, but he just can't play that much. <laughs> Uh, the car is back. Nichushkin seems healthy. Mark, did he look okay to you? Like I said, that second line looked kind of tired. Nichushkin didn't look right. Um, Moose was really quiet. Um, I, I was kind of disappointed in their play. I know Nichushkin, it was kind of his first game back. Mm-hmm. He didn't quite look like he was back up to speed yet. So, And he, he's actually not playing tonight. So That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, okay. He didn't look right. Right, and it's a good week, a good game for him to take off. You know, you think he should be be able to play pretty well against the Ducks, but we'll see how the rest of the game shakes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing to touch on, unless Tank, I'm sorry, I didn't even give you really a chance to weigh in here. Anything oh, you want good. to talk about I, the I app? Okay, good. Points in when they were needed. Okay, all right, good. Uh, we do need to celebrate a couple of things. I only put one of these on the agenda, and I meant to put two. One, uh, Bedsy is the fran- franchise leader in wins, uh, two hundred yeah. as of Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday. Um, great. It was job, also his five hundredth game coaching. Yeah, that's which was kind of good. fucking wild. Right? <laughs> I didn't realize he's been there for five hundred games. Right. It's fucking nutty. Good and, for him. Uh, I love that guy. Uh, yep, and and that's that goes all the way back to the the old Quebec days, right? That's that, that's not the Colorado winning. Nope. That's, that's that's the franchise. franchise. So great job, Bedsy. Uh, yeah. Definitely seeing some great stuff there. And Nathan McKinnon is the first player in his draft class to notch 700 points. Uh, congratulations, uh, Nate. God, that guy just changes He's the game so every time he steps so up. That. It's, so, so, you t- it's just a different. T- I don't eat bread. And he's just everything. <laughs> he's so wound tight all the time. Oh my like, God. Dude, how do you give do that, that? Man a slice of sourdough? <laughs> yeah, that dude is cranked up to 11 constantly. All the time. <laughs> we discovered what the inner monologue of like all goalies are. Right and we discovered what the inner monologue of Nathan McKinnon is. McKinnon is just like, fuck you. None of you guys are eating bread. We will not have spaghetti. <laughs> and then every goalie in hockey is just, ah! <laughs> so essentially, he's Jordan on the ice. Yeah, he right. Yeah. To- <laughs> he tells oh, everyone shit. else, this oh, is what shit. you're doing. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was, that'd be done. Of course it did. All right. Final thing to touch on, and we for final thing to talk about. We touched on it a little while ago. We we're gonna break down the AFC and NFC championship games and place bets. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. So Tank, I'm gonna start with you on the AFC championship game. Uh, you had alluded to the flippity floppity of the lines as things were going on, and oddly, um there have been a couple of anomalies. Um, and I think one is still true. 
Uh, yeah, so Cincinnati is, according to MGM, Cincinnati is a plus one, uh, but the money line, they are a minus 105. Exactly. Um, the money line does not match the uh, yeah. spread. And it was it, a couple days ago before in. they figured out the ankle thing, it was flipped for uh, Kansas City. Kansas City was a dog, but also was like a minus 110. Okay, so I'm seeing Cincinnati is back at uh, it's a plus one and a half with a plus one hundred now on money. Okay, yeah. and okay. you're on which one? I'm on uh, oh, crap. What is it? Fanduel Sportsbook. You're on Fanduel. Okay, got it. All right, so break the game down. Make a couple bets here, bro. Okay, so I do really respect Cincinnati. I love the way they play the game. I. I'm wondering if they're getting in their own minds too much on this ownership of the Chiefs thing, and I'm legitimately wondering if that's going to cost them this game. They think that they just dominate. It's not like they're dominating the Chiefs. They're winning because they're playing a complete game. But if you go in, if they go into this game thinking that they're just going to crush Patrick and just destroy this offense and not let them do anything like they did to the Bills. I think they have something scary coming their way, and I think it's going to cost them. And so I'm actually going Chiefs, and I'm going to take that one and a half. Minus 1.5? Okay. Yep. I'm all right, Mark, what say you? Yeah, um, I'm doing a lot of agreeing with Tank right now. Um, I'm looking at MGM. MGM, call us. We want a sponsorship, please. We love you, MGM. We play we play at your casinos all the time. It's awesome. Uh, MGM, we love you. MGM, give us a call. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking at uh, minus one for the Chiefs mm-hmm. being the um, – uh, there's a difference of about a uh, half a point there, uh, almost exactly a half a point. Really close to being exactly half. Someone a point. say exactly half. Yeah. A point. Really and the over being the, the over same. under the over under guys. I'm trying to get somewhere here. Stop interrupting me. Jeez, I don't know if you know how my brain works. Uh, the over <laughs> under sitting at 48 points right now. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs in this game. Uh, Arrowhead in January. I know they've played and they beat them before in there. It's just, it's a nightmare scenario. So loud and, you know, the weather's always just atrocious. I get there from Ohio and all that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Give me Kansas City and give me the over on that game at 48. Oh, the over 48, yeah. Absolutely. Hammer that fucking hammer. Yeah, I got a feeling it's going to be a shootout, yeah. (laughs) What you got, Matt? Uh, Gentlemen, I beg to disagree. Oh, I, I, I knew think, that was the case. I think that uh, I truly believe that Cincinnati is the most complete team left of the four. Uh, they have the best skill players. If you look at quarterback and wide receiver that are left, um, I think thank you touched on Joe Burrow's mental makeup and how he's just steady Eddie um, always makes the right call. This is not a new scenario for them. For a lot of teams coming into Kansas City in January, it would not. It, professional athletes don't get scared, uh, but can be intimidating. And it's loud, and it's going to be cold, and it's going to be the AFC Championship game. They've done this dance before. 
Uh, I see a team, the Burrowhead stuff. I mean, who knows if it's a, you know, if it's whatever, it's fine. It, teams are going to talk trash. That's unfortunate. I had to get out and get onto a, get onto a, uh, uh, bulletin board. Um, I think we've seen in the last five weeks, even barring the injury to Patrick Mahomes, I think we've seen a a vulnerable Kansas City team. This is a team that almost lost to Denver. Um, that got played super tight. Um, yeah, twice. Um, granted, the first one was a you know twenty seven point beat down before Denver came back and made it interesting. But I don't. This is not the same Kansas City team. Uh, you don't bet we, on in division games, though. Those can those are squirrely, you know that. Yeah, but it's My, Denver, bud. It's Denver. They, yeah, it's they, Denver. They've been playing down to their opponents all year. I, I would agree with you. They they have looked bad against bad teams. Mm-hmm. They they do I not look they like the same Kansas City team. You've had your time, sir. Give me a moment. I, I muted myself. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> now you're muted. Um, Cincinnati's been there before. Uh, this is and they're better than they were last year. Um, I feel like this might actually be Cincinnati's year. We'll see how the games shake out and how they look. Um, I am taking uh, Cincinnati plus one. Uh, I am also hammering the over at 48. Um, that's 24 to 24. That's easy. Yeah, yeah who that's, that's going to actually happen? That's, that's such a low Fucking line. Bur- Burrow and Mahomes are going to get 24 mm-hmm. just walking on the field each. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's a guaranteed four touchdowns per team. It looks like, yeah. Yep. So everyone agrees on the over. Um, we um, are two to one in terms of Chiefs versus Cincy. Moving on to the other game, the NFC Championship game. Mark, I am going to start with you here. Uh, go ahead and break down another super interesting football game in Philly and San Francisco. Bro, what's the weather supposed to be like in Philly? Do we know? That's I mean, the only got- thing I. You've got a phone and a computer right in front of you, just like the rest. I actually I, don't I, know. But you asked you asked me to you asked me to talk, so I'm trying to talk and <laughs> typing and talking. Uh, weather report in Philadelphia. Weather in Philly on Sunday. Let's find out. It's going to be 52 degrees, and so that's nice. That's really nice, actually. <laughs> that's not bad for Philly in January. No, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so the weather's not a factor at all. Um, <clears throat> Is Jalen completely healthy? He sure looked like it on the last game. But how fraudulent is um, and how much was it that they were just playing a team that really didn't deserve to be in the playoffs and, you know, the, the Giants? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I really think that this is probably the game of the weekend. This might actually be closer to a Super Bowl than what we get. Not to say that the Super Bowl won't be super interesting and super fun, whatever the teams are. I think we've got a good game no matter who gets in. But this is for this weekend. I think this is probably the better game in my point. Um, the Eagles probably are the team to beat. However, San Francisco has been there before a couple of times. San Francisco will be out coaching Philadelphia in this game and grease up them poles, man. There's going to be a riot in Philly on Sunday. I think that the 49ers are going to pull this one out. However, Going back to the game, looking at MGM, I'm looking at negative two and a half for Philly. Um, man, I really want to take Philadelphia in the negative two and a half. 
but I think I'm going to go with San Francisco because it's not a full three points. So you're looking at a less than a three point spread. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm give me give me San Fran even money. They're going to win the game outright. They don't need the two and a half points. San Fran plus one twenty five is what I have on the money line. Yeah, one twenty six. That's what so I'm looking at too. Yeah. All right. All right. There we go. You want to hammer it over? You like uh, forty? I'm looking at forty six and a half for that game. Um, fuck it. Yeah, let's hammer the over. Why not? <laughs> I've been doing really well on those, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last time we did this, I won four bets, and three of them were overs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got two out of three, and I was happy to yep. get the other one. Right. <clears throat> I'm going. The only thing questionable about San Francisco's defense, because they have a very, very good defense, and they're really good at getting pressure. But I think putting pressure on Jalen is different than putting pressure on most of the quarterbacks they face. Because he can move. He can get out of the pocket. They can run the ball better than, I'd say, anybody they've played this year. And I think that's going to open up their secondary too much. And they've got Devontae and they've got AJ. And they think they're going to bomb that ball out against them. And I'm taking Philly. I'm taking the minus two and a half that I have. And I'm taking the over. All right. One to one. Niners and Philly. It's a super interesting game to break down, right? You've got what is one of the best stories in the league in Brock Purdy and the way he's been able to play, um, not just in managing the game, but making just some insanely accurate throws. Um, You've got Kyle Shanahan doing Shanahan things. Um, Christian McCaffrey brings a resurgence to the running game that San Francisco desperately needed. You know, they couldn't rely on Debo to do it forever and that kind of dual role. But on the other hand, you've got Philly and they're the best team in the league all year long. Um, The number one seed in the NFC um, tank touched on their weapons. Um, I don't know if Boston Scott is going to quite have the impact because they're not playing the Giants. And and you always wonder, is this the week that they crack the Purdy code, right? He's, he's got film on tape. You'd think they'd figure him out sooner or later. Um, I, I have been thinking about this off and on all day long, just trying to figure out which way I'm going to go, which way I'm going to go, which way I'm going to go. I know it's tough, right? Two and a half is a big number for a team that looks that good. But Philly's been that dog all year long, and they are really good. They play fantastic defense. I got to go Philly minus two and a half here Um, at home. That place is going to be just insane. Um, They better warm up the jails and the bowels of that stadium because no matter what happens, they're going to fill them at the end of the game. (laughs) And the magistrate's going to be busy until about midnight. Um, Give me Philly. Give me uh, minus two and a half. However, I'm taking the under here. Uh, both defenses are really good. I don't know that it's going to be much more than 20 to 17. So give me Philly minus two and a half and the under. I, I would like to say that even though I bet differently, uh, my ideal Super Bowl matchup, because it would be the most to talk about, would be Philly versus Kansas City. There's just too much good stuff there. 
you know, and that's been against the old coach most of the year. I love that this game yeah. is the one I've been waiting for. I, you know what? Yeah. The I Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey yeah. Bowl, call it what you will. It's just a great couple of stories. I think no matter what happens, you're going to get great stories out of anything that happens, right? It's yeah. it, it's rare that you get really the top four teams going into. There's always a surprise. There really aren't any surprises here, guys. No. It's the top four teams going at each other, you know, and we're going to get two after Sunday and thank God we'll have a podcast the week before the Super Bowl. We'll break this some bitch down left, right, forwards and backwards. Right, boys? Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Words of old Boston or uh Scott, Scott, the guy's name was Scott, Scott the yeah. linebacker, um, uh, Bart Scott. I even I had the say, B, another B. Scott, yeah. it's another B, Bart Scott. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait. And they got rolled by the Ravens. All right, <laughs> <laughs> time for final thoughts on pimping of things. Uh, tank, take it away. Uh, yep. Find me on Insta, Facebook, all those things, Knox, Hank Knox and Knox Nostalgic Collectibles. If you are going to be local to Colorado, come see us in uh, at the uh, Boulder County Fairgrounds in Longmont, which is still stupid. But we'll be there for Retromania. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see you guys. Awesome. Mark? Yo, yo, see us next week. We're going to be doing some nerd stuff. Um, we are like the nerds and the goons, uh, at least a a few of us will be at the Boulder County Fairgrounds all weekend, Saturday and Sunday for Retro Mania. Come see us, come buy some shit from, uh, my brother-in-law, come buy some shit from me, Toaster, my friend, Toaster, good friend of the show, dropped off a bunch of fucking Pokemon sealed stuff that, uh, he's trying to, you know, get, get to a good home. Um, so I'm going to have all that stuff too. come see the Duchess as well. Uh, it's all there happening this weekend. And, uh, yeah. Very good. Go Broncos. Uh, go Broncos. Maybe the next time we get together, we'll have a coach. Who knows? Could be. Could be. We'll never know. We'll see then. We'll see you in two weeks. Uh, you can always find us on, uh, Twitch and Twitter at the Idiot Goons. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, search my brother is an idiot. Uh, Mark's Twitter is at Puffle Time. My Twitter is at Puffleupagus. Uh, and if you want to learn more about barbecue and other fun things, uh, hit me up at King Goon Smoke uh, on the Tiki Talk. Always a good time there. Um, for uh, Mark and Tank, the absent Muti. We love you, Muti. We love you, Muti. We love you, Muti. He's, he's probably we love sleeping. you, dipshit, too, but yeah, we dips, love you, yeah. too, Muti. Yeah, we love the dipshit. For the absent Muti and the absent dipshit uh, and the rest of the goon squad, my name is Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been My Brother's an Idiot, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. We're not going to forget Gene Mingo. We are not going to forget Gene